What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Ancient Wisdom, the weekly Pokemon TCG podcast. My name is Corey Ralph. With me, as always, is DJ Keener. Dave, how are you? I'm alive, Corey, which is basically the answer you get every single week. So hopefully we can keep that rolling. Yeah, it's either I'm alive or living the dream. Um, I follow a script and your life just happens to be a script. So I I appreciate that. Uh, (laughs) um, It's good to be back. We're another week removed from Worlds and it feels like everything has really moved on, even though the Pokemon is in kind of a point of stasis at this point, even with the new stuff. We don't have any events for like another three weeks. But, I was going to say, um, it's pretty close and it's a new set. So, you know, but I mean, there's there's definitely a world hangover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely closer than I remember it being, but also kind of feels like because nothing has happened in the last week other than getting a new set, like there's like three weeks to go until the next tournament. And like, it's been like two weeks since the, the most previous one, which is normal and not like a ton of time, but when you're used to like a new tournament every week to talk about, it kind of feels a little bit weird. But uh, luckily, as, as much as I think that this set is kind of mediocre at best, um, it is going to give us a bunch to talk about because the couple cards that are impactful seem to be really drastically shifting things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the set doesn't have to be impressive. Like a couple cards have to be impressive for a set to like really matter. So yeah, and I think we we definitely hit that with this one. For sure, for sure. Um, before getting into that, uh, I, you did not end up going to the league challenge that you that we had talked about you going to last week, did you? Yeah, I was going to, but then none of the boys were going, and I was just kind of had a long day, and I was like, eh, I don't know if I feel like going to play Pokemon with a bunch of people that I don't know in a format that I don't care about for some points that I could make up another time. Yeah, yeah, we'll have enough of them. So that makes I mean, sense. just like locally, like at our locals, I think we'll have one every month anyway. So like it's very feasible to get my six. And if I'm not like optimizing for six first places, hopefully if I try to qualify for worlds, it doesn't come down to that fringe, like three extra points or whatever for each one first, first, second, you know? So it like, yeah, I likely won't. So yeah. Right. right. So like, it, you know, if it does, and I like, if I happen to miss worlds by six points at the end of the season and I could have had better league finish it or, you know, that's on me. Right. So yeah. 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 Um, Just want to read yeah, so- anyway. That's the plan. So Exactly. Uh, so beyond that, I, have you been playing much online or, or kind of like I know that we're about I think at this point, like 10 days into having uh, Obsidian Flames on live. Have you been playing much? That's of good. That makes me feel like feel better because I thought it was longer than I was like, man, I really haven't played enough. And I've, no. I've played a little bit. I haven't played a ton, but I've, I've played enough. Um, you know, definitely uh, getting some reps in with Pidgeot and Charizard. So really uh, getting the new cards from the set uh, kind of grinded. Um, yeah. But other than that, I mean, I haven't played... No, I've played a decent amount of Pokemon, I guess, compared to a lot of the weeks where I was literally playing zero games on live. So that's something. Um, let's see, what else have I done? I uh, I got taught how to play Lorcana the other day, which I was planning on just, like, not actually learning. But our, our friend Josh wanted me to learn how to play, showed me online. And uh, it's it's neat. More importantly, there's, uh, there's Stitch, which is always a win. That's, like, the one Disney character that's actually, like, super dope. So... Is he, was he, is he, I hear he's like actually decent, right? Yeah, yeah. Stitch is actually good too. That's cool. And it's I don't it's know enough about the game at all. I but... mean, it's a yellow card, but it's very red. So mm. the, the deck is about slamming bodies on the board and uh, winning quick. So I am um, into these things. So yeah, you eat you know, that up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the The cards are still just prohibitively difficult to get, but singles are like like commons and uncommons are the same price as they are in other games, so I'm hoping that I can find some kind of budget deck to build and play a little bit, but uh, if not, whatever, no big deal. 
yeah, I looked briefly, and I remember seeing, I think it was like an Elsa that was like $80, and I was like, ooh, that's that's aggressive for a game that and, just came anything out. Anything that was that much was probably like a an alternate art or something then. Cause oh, like, okay, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know anything, so yeah. The most expensive regular card I could find, which, like, they add up, obviously, but the most expensive regular card I could find was like 35 um, um, which is which is pricey for a brand new game, and you know it's a card you would play four of, but also like not that bad when a couple weeks ago the singles were like a hundred dollars each for any rare. Yeah, it, it all it also just kind of depends on like what game you're coming from, right? Like this is another weird thing for like Pokemon, but like this is the first time that I could, that in a lot like probably since this block, but even going back further, that like one of the chase like low rarity cards of the set is like thirty or like thirty dollars or so. Cause I think. The regular Charizards are still somewhere between twenty and thirty, um, whereas like the Gardevoirs are like fives. So we've gotten very spoiled with staple good cards, even if they are like an ultra rare of sorts. If they have like a regular art and a full art, they'll be like five yeah, hours. yeah. I mean, it, it's you know, if it wasn't a Charizard, it wouldn't be that expensive either, right? So um, yeah, I agree. So yeah, I mean, I mean, just look at the Pidgeot. I think the regular Pidgeots are like dollars. So a yeah. Couple- there's something to be said for how many copies of the Charizard, most Charizard decks play, as it can, like, you know what I mean? You play, like, two Guardies in, in Guardy, yeah, right? That's... So you, it's not, like, supplies functionally cut in half on the Charizards also, because you play four of them. That's yeah. ignoring that there's more different prints and whatever, but you, you get what I mean. No, that's true. I was, I was not, fa- like, as soon as you say it, it's a guess, that's obviously clear, but I wasn't factoring that in, but that makes complete sense. Um, but yeah, so this week we're going to focus on, like, the format's not new, in, or is, is new enough that, and, like, rarely like this is i think this is the first case ever since i've been paying attention it's also like new enough in japan even though it's slightly different because they have 151 but we're still working on like the early parts of these lists um so we're not going to do like any like specific like necessarily like list breakdown or or anything like that but we're going to be getting into uh like where charizard's at right now to a lesser extent where pidgeot is at right now and um kind of how that's shaping what is this new format um because, like, Charizard is the big thing for the set, right? Like, I don't think it's necessarily... And maybe you'll disagree because you said you've been playing in some. I don't think it's, like, the best deck by any stretch. But I do think that it does make things have to adapt. Uh, yeah. It's so straightforward. And uh, it hits, like, a train. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So let's start I mean, I think there. it's a good deck, right? Just to, like, start off with it. It is a good deck for sure. I think that's your uh, impression, too, from talking to you since, like, the, the set has come out. Charizard is definitely a playable, solid deck. Yeah. Um, what Charizard does, like the way that it's built, is pretty much always Arceus Pidgeot at this point. Um, I don't think I've seen anybody not playing both of those engines in their deck, and I do think that that's kind of necessary. Um, I think the more interesting question, like Charizard, is for sure good, but like, is it the best Arc Pidgeot deck? And then is it just like different from like pure Arc Pidgeot or something like, or like you know Arc? pick another attacker Pidgeot, right? Because, like, you're playing a thinner Arceus line and more focused on Charizarding, and even that that could, I guess, be wrong also, but you know. I, I'm not exactly sure, but uh, it's a good deck, and I think Pidgeot at the very least also just makes Arceus better, so. Yeah, I, I think what I actually really like what you called out there because I think, I like, since it, since the set dropped, I've almost, like, I'd say, like, 90% of the games I've been playing have been with some version of Arc Pidgeot. Mm. Some of those are Charizards, absolutely, but they're not all Charizards, and I think that that's kind of what's interesting to me, is that um, I think Charizard is very good, and um, because it just, it, it like, it's what 
if you've liked an Arceus deck in recent years, it's what you like. It's that it's straightforward. It once you kind of like get rolling, you kind of just do your thing. It's not in the same sense because like you're just used to Arceus powering up your attackers and or here Arceus is more powering up your setup and then your attackers power up themselves. But it's functionally ends up being getting you to the same place. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a few like downsides to other Arceus decks with this that like like you kind of just called out, especially the fact that your Arceus attacking isn't great. I mean, it can, and you can play uh, these in here that it can power up. You're not, you're not forced to pass on that opportunity. I think it's totally reasonable to play something like Del Fox V. Um, but like, you are not, you're not a four, three Arceus line by default in these, like you're, you're a star birth deck more than you are an Arceus deck, if that makes sense. And it is weird to play this many two prize setup Pokemon when you're playing both Arceus and Pidgeot, but once the deck gets set up, it's really hard to like. It's really hard to stop them from beating you if it gets set up. But that's the other uh, call it compared to other arc decks. Super, super weak to path, which yeah. is kind of historically like. Obviously, it shuts Starbirth off, but historically, arc decks have been good against path. They've been path decks in a lot of situations. So it's like actually trying to find the edge. And when I when I say the mirror, I am actually meaning the more broad Arceus mirrors because even though it doesn't play like another Arceus deck. Like what you where you would typically be able to find an edge in those mirrors previously was being able to set up and then disrupt your opponent, but it, like, you can't path in like being able to effectively stream on your turns every turn. It's unless you're playing one of the myriad grass attackers, which we'll touch on briefly in a, in a few minutes. You're not one shotting the Charizard, so it's kind of like trading like enormous two shots for a lot of the game mm-hmm. and going, well, you can only search one card off Pidgeot next turn, so hopefully that won't be the one that undoes everything I've done. And it's So it makes it it makes things very awkward, and like while you have a lot of control over your games because of all of the searching, and in a, in a match where both people have Pidgeot set up, there's only so much control you really do have. Well, and the other issue is, like, if you fall behind in the mirror match, um, like, yes, you guys trade prizes back and forth, but once they've taken... Like you've taken two prizes off of each other. If if you're the player that's behind on like initiative, they just go Pidgeot boss, kill your Pidgeot, Pidgeot for boss, kill your Arceus. Yep. And like they, they just take like those are both two eighties. You can deal two eighty once a couple prizes are taken. I mean it's like three prizes plus a a plus power of some sort, but like a lot of list play vitality band, um, a lot of list play every list plays choice belt. Like, you know, there's they're easy to knockouts to take once you get there. Yeah, you're saying you have to find multiple cards to do that, I guess. But, you know, if you play three, four bosses and then just search this other card, it's it's not that hard to accomplish, right? Especially because, like, there are times, like, just depending on how you draw off supporters or things like that, that uh, you honestly don't even need your Pidgeot search all the time. So sometimes it can, like, to, to like, yeah, do you, your... You bank they, it. Yeah, you just, oh, I'll search it for the next turn, and they can either search Iono and disrupt me, but then they're not actually handling my board, so... Mm-hmm. You put your your opponent in a really interesting checkmate scenario where they're just kind of in a really bad place. Right, right. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, and it's not like the most exciting kind of interesting because there's a lot of making them have it that's happening too. Um, when you're behind and like mirrors are mirrors are like that sometimes, right? The the edge in mirrors can be really awkward. It is nice, like you if you can find some one ofs to take advantage of these spots in the mirror. At the very least, like you're able to. Um, Pidgeot for them, so you can play one path to the peak and search it, and then like say, okay, well they have to have the out this turn. Um, My latest list actually has a path in there, and it's yeah, like, I don't like it. Also, has like a vacuum, or like I think you end up playing like four stadiums, but only one of them's path, and you have the vacuum. So mm-hmm. yeah, get... yeah, and like something you can do. I mean, if you wanted to, because some people are are pretty in on the Charmeleon. Um, that's level ballable. You can play level ball to help yourself get set up and play Pumpkaboo also. Interesting. Yeah, that's not bad. I can see something like that working because like I don't mind. 
I don't mind the I don't mind the Charmeleon at all because a lot of times you do find that uh, like even if you are playing like you're playing four rare candies, especially if you are playing four Charizards, like because I, I, I've seen some drop the three, but even if you're playing three, you have to play the four candy because mm-hmm. I mean there's a real chance you're using all four. So yeah. anytime you miss one or like you have to discard one early off of like I don't play I don't. I don't remember if I even have one research on my current list or if it's just Boris's right now, but yeah, I mean, yeah. things happen where like one, one gets wasted early and uh, you have to refine it or you have to like re re kind of go through the steps. I, I I've become a big fan of the Charmeleon for that purpose, but I like the Charmeleon. I, I don't like love just one Charmeleon without any ways to really search it. Um, yeah. So if you're playing like, I like Jacques a lot in the deck, which I think makes the Charmeleon very reasonable. Um, same thing, like, if you play the level balls, which, like, I'm kind of interested in the level balls either way. This deck is the kind of deck that I don't love battle VIP pass in, because you just don't have many ways to dig towards it. But it is, like, really powerful when you do it. Um, but again, like, you could make an argument to cut some of those, maybe for some level balls or something. That ups the Charmeleon, that ups your outs to, to path without forcing more other cards, like more stadiums. I don't know. Um but it is interesting. I guess I think we've kind of there's like a pretty common chord of these decks at this point too, which is nice. Like it's it's an easy deck to find a skeleton for. Um, so like uh, just to talk about one thing you touched on, what about the supporters? Have you been liking chorus over research? That was where I, I immediately I played one research for a little bit and switched to the chorus, like to the fourth chorus, pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I then cut for a jock. So. Uh, well, I can bring up my current list actually, but I know that I have Jacques in there and I don't remember the total number of choruses, but I, I do prefer chorus to research just for things like I said. Like, it's just you're playing a deck that needs to set up, and like, yes, in the end game, I'd love to be able to be like, oh, well, I, I got Iona to one or, or what have you, and I can just, they, but they weren't able to take on my Pidgeot, and I can just Pidgeot for research and kind of like if I'm digging for a number mm-hmm. of things, so like that's beneficial, but like. Throughout the rest of the game, research is just strictly worse, and like unless they're disrupting you, you oftentimes have a huge hand, so you don't really have opportunities to research. Um, I've seen some people playing things like Cynthia's Ambition or yeah, something yeah, like that, which I I I, guess, I think I'd even get behind that before I would get behind research in here. It's it's just it's very tough to like actually find time to weave it in. Let's see. So my current list uh, right now, yeah, I have three Chorus, two Iono, three Boss, and a Jacques. And I, yeah, I, I I was skeptical. Like I remember the first time I saw someone put Jacques in there, even before I think you, because I think we've talked about it already. But uh, um, I was a little bit skeptical because I'm like, well, that's just okay. And, and now every time I play it, I'm like, you know, this just gets better and better because there is so much utility. Yeah, it's actually funny how often um, in the turn where you like go off, quote unquote, where you're like uh, Rekandying your Pidgey and your your Charizard. It's like you use your first search to like you RCS for Jacques plus something. Like Jacques plus candy, so that you can get the full setup off. Yeah, it, yeah, and it makes it like because like obviously Ultra Ball is really good, but it's so like so costly. Yeah, so like actually being like and like on a well, lot of as a call out there, that's a reason to like research because Ultra Ball is so costly in this deck. Yeah, 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 it is. Um, but what I was gonna say is like a lot of like on those turns, like on the in, in the early turns, if you're not disrupting or if they like set something stupid up front and you don't want to care with like your your first Charizard, like. Your supporter there doesn't matter as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, actually getting to, like, use the Starbirth for a shock is such a swing uh, of, like, saving stuff for later, like, saving resources for later, and also, like, actually, like, optimizing your turn. That I've really come to really like that card. Yeah, no, I, I think that the the first copy is kind of a slam dunk and off my list at this point. Um, so, 
Is there anything else, I guess, interesting? I guess let's just kind of talk about the skeleton of the list, just so people kind of know what we're talking about, because we've just been talking about the deck kind of freeform. We've been talking point. around the skeleton, essentially. Yeah, right, right, right. Just going through the cards. So it's like, obviously, you're playing four Charmanders. You're playing, you know, three to four Chars RDX, maybe a Charmeleon. Um, you're playing a, an Arceus line, uh, normally a 2-2, but I've seen lists play like a full 4-3 also. Uh, some number of Pidgey and Pidgey RDX. Again, normally like a 2-2 line. I've, I've seen people go down on, or up on those numbers. Um, to some, which I, I don't know that I necessarily love, but yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, pretty much every list plays Radiant Charizard. I don't think I've seen anyone not playing it, but I'm not confident in that. And then you have a couple like tech options for Pokemon. Uh, normally you play Manaphy, Radiant Greninja is a hell of a card at knocking out your, you know, multi small dude setup deck. Um, a lot of lists play Celebrations Mew to dig through their top cards and help find the, the setup pieces because you can be a little bricky, you're very combo-based, right, as a deck that's trying to resolve multiple rare candies very early on. Um, and then there's some other attackers you can play that right now I think have been kind of out of favor for the most part. Um, I already mentioned Delphox V. That's certainly my favorite. I'm just going to guess that it's yours, too, based on how much we both love that card. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Um, are there any other attackers that you've tried and have liked in the deck? Any other random Pokemon you've played? Anything like that? No, I keep wanting to try... Tried Victini EX more and Entei V at all. I've tried neither mm-hmm. of them so far, and I see them pop up every once in a while. I'm just, I'm not entirely sold on them, um, just because, like, I understand the use of Victini V early in the game. That I, I would probably lean more towards that one than I would Entei V or Victini EX over Entei V because Entei V, like, the damage just because I wanted to do anything. What? It just doesn't really do anything, for lack of a better way to describe it. <laughs> if I want a two-shot game, then I'll just do a Charizard. That is because he thinks it hit better. So, like, I, I don't know. Like, that's that's kind of been my issue with that card. I, I'm more than willing to be convinced that there's something I'm missing with it. But, right, like, I mean, I, no, I guess... Entei hasn't looked good in my, like, messing around either. I haven't played with Entei, personally. But I just can't find a spot that I really want to weave it in. I like the Victini, especially um, in theory. Yeah, I played with both it and Delta and Del Fox in my deck, and I found normally, in my experience, and this isn't a ton of games or anything, but the, the deck doesn't like pop off hard enough during setup that you're able to really get those all down on your bench, yeah. like to both do your setup and get those and power them up, or for powering them up to be advantageous even in a lot of situations. Um, I'm not out on either of them because I do think that the Delphox can be a really strong mirror breaker in a lot of ways because there's not a ton of ways for you to take multiple prizes in a single attack until you get late in the game for your Charizard to be buffed up. So if you can both cut off setup and get two prizes with one attack from the Delphox, that's pretty backbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I mean, obviously I'm very biased. I love that card. Yeah, yeah, I just like the card. I, I like anything that... First off, giving your deck that like layer where you can snipe is also very good, right? Yeah, because that's like, and it's why the like I, I've we'll get to this in a little bit because it's another version of a Charizard deck, but I, I've tried it and not really loved it. But it was what I immediately wanted to try. It. The reason why I wanted to try it was uh, the Lost Box version. I don't think that version is good, but like, um, like your early game hits is often like, well, I'll hit this. Oh, okay, you'll retreat into something else. I'll, well, I'll hit that too, and because you you haven't taken any prizes yet, both of these hits are kind of short, so I'll end up kind of be doing awkward things later mm-hmm. uh, to to clean them up and. That was why I was intrigued by the idea of, of, of the Lost Fox. You have the Sableye to do that. Um, it's why I like uh, the Delphox. And I'm not necessarily even sold on either of them. Maybe it's just like 
you just deal with it and play a lot of bosses, but it is some, it is why that consideration keeps coming back up. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, are there any other tech attackers that you've been interested in? I guess anything uh, nothing, that we didn't mention. I don't think so. I haven't come across anything yet that I, that I liked enough to really keep in there. So I, and I, like, I keep looking at lists to see if like maybe because fire has been an underappreciated uh, attribute for the last however many months. So I'm like trying to like, well, maybe there's something that slipped through the cracks and somebody else has found in place a mm-hmm. little bit outside of the top eight of one of these bigger tournaments, but I haven't really found anything of yet. It feels like a lot of people are still doing the, the cookie cutter thing for now. Of, yeah. This is the list that works. Let's, let's run with this and then we'll figure it out later. So. Yeah. The only card that uh, we haven't mentioned that I've seen in some lists, I guess would be uh, the Bidoof line. Um, yeah. I was just talking about it. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Same. But um, I don't know that there's anything else Pokemon wise in general, I guess, other than that, that uh, I've really seen in lists. Um, like that, that and the Mew that I've seen, like the one of Mew. And I don't know that. Mm, I... Yeah. I thought I called that out, but I might've missed it. Um, that I love either. Like I, I understand the utility of both of them. Um, but like off too like too often I'm just like, I don't know. Maybe it would be better because then I wouldn't start Arceus as my active as much. And like I yeah. guess Mew is the ideal first turn active, but Yeah, like, I mean as a one of in a deck that's not able to play like a ton of switch effects, I, it's not my favorite yeah. thing. Um if I'm playing VIP pass, I'm like committed to it. Um, um, and if I were to play level ball, I guess I probably would be too, just because it's something that can like actually help you set up. Um, I mean, the same, the deck's like very combo based, so it is like fairly advantageous to have the, the Mew in your early setup. But again, it's kind of similar to the attackers where it's like, how many bench spots am I willing to dedicate to these things and how many can I really get reliably early on? Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. I, I've seen like, I've actually seen some people cutting the mana feet to actually fit the Mew in. Yeah, I don't know if yeah. it's the exact one for one slot, but it, it seems like that is a sacrifice you're willing to make. I don't know that I'm willing to make that because that is so brutal. Whenever like the the Greninja turn can very easily happen, like even in the mid to late game when you're setting up an additional Charmander um, or something mm-hmm. like that. So I don't know. It's 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 tough. I don't I don't know that I would be comfortable cutting it as of yet, but I feel like yeah. That- at this point, I'm I'm certainly not comfortable cutting it. That seems like that's your lost condition against Lost Box. I'm not really sure how like a, a standard Lost Box list beats you for the most part outside of that. Your guys are just too thick, right? It's just the the normal Arceus problem for them. Um, I mean, and that deck's super adaptable, so they they will certainly find a way because you are giving them a, a really juicy Kyogre bench anyway. But again, we should play Manaphy for that also. So, <laughs> yeah, we're in, we're ending up at the same spot on that in that regard. So yeah, I think I think I tend to re- pretty much agree with what you're saying. Um, yeah, so I don't think there's any other Pokemon. I guess, like, I would ask. I, I know that Radiant Torizard has been in every list. If you're playing it, you're... It's like, I- I've seen people play it without Choice Belt, and I just think that's, like, kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I think you have to play Choice Belt with it. And I- I've actually really liked Choice Belt just because, like, the, the searchability with-, with Pidgeot and stuff like that in the right scenario, so it's not even just about Char- the Radiant Zard, but... Uh, yeah, I, I've gone somewhere between one and two damage buffs, and I don't know where you stand on that. We're kind of getting into the items slash trainers portion of this. Yeah, so let's move over to there. The, knock the supporters out real quick. Um, there's basically four supporter slots in the deck, um, like for four separate cards. You're playing some number of bosses and Ionos, but between three and four of each of them. Um, some number of either research or courses experiment. It can be a split, like normally about four split between those cards. And then some people play Jock, and I've seen some right hands. Um, have you messed with any other supporters? Are there any other ones that you like or 
Not in this version. In, in like, other Arc Pidgeot decks I have, but not in the... Yeah, strictly Charizard. Not yet, I have not. I'm okay. open suggestions, especially because one of the... Like, it depends on what route we go down with this. Um, but, like, we play the Delphox. I, I, the, the one support that I've tried in other versions of the of Arc Pidgeot is the Poppy. And I can see that being really strong to just kind of, like... So you don't have to put the Delphox down early and, like, risk it getting bossed because it is, like, it is really, like, a squishy two-prizer. If you're able to, like, yeah. kind of power that up out of nowhere, like, that can make that card game-breaking, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, Charizard kind of powers it up out of nowhere also, though, right? Yes, it requires you to save a Charizard Evolution for the last time, which is what you should be doing, but, like, it just, it's another... Like I said, I'm not saying I even, like, necessarily like that. It's just another thing that we could consider. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's also, like, this is a separate point, but, like, uh, you know... You don't have to do the Delphox late either. You can just use it on their setup. So, so there's, there's definitely like I, I like the Delphox because I think it's like fairly wide in its application. Whereas like the Victini is fairly, you need this early. You need to knock out a Cubrizer. Yeah. And if you don't, this is a bad card. Whereas the Delphox can clean up some things that they hit on their bench or it can disrupt their setup pretty strong. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, all right. So onto the items, slam dunks. You're playing four rare candies. You're playing four ultra balls. Um, you're playing some more bench setup for your basics, whether that's VIP pass, nest ball, a combination of the two. I've seen some level balls, but your bench setup. Um, then you have some one ofs, normally one to two super rods, um, some number of switch effects. That's also usually one to two switch slash escape rope, um, one to two damage modifiers being vitality band or choice belt. And then roughly four stadiums slash ways to clear stadiums and 10 or 11 energies. Um, there's not a lot of wiggle room when you look at it that way, though. Really, no. It That's been. Up... No, I was just saying. Yeah, it fills up the list. Is is like I mean, unless we're gonna like kind of really reshape our thinking on a lot of things, it fills up very quickly. Yeah, and like the spot when you look at that, where you would normally say, "Oh, here's where I can like make some trims to make space," or like the stadiums, but you really need to play your stadiums because we just covered the next bat against path. Um, um and I I think like. You could have just nailed it with maybe we need to sort of reevaluate the way that we're we're thinking and building the deck, but it's it seems like it's going to be a deck that we're going to have to like get the most out of a small number of spots. And luckily, Pidgeotti X is the card that makes that happen. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, I think that that like that enables so much, and that's why we're like that's probably why you're able to play like the one to two switch because I think obviously the charge helps with that as well because it just has accelerates so many energy, but it's why you're able to play like one to two damage mods as opposed mm-hmm. to where you need more because you're instead of having to hope you hit it at the right turn, you just do. So it is nice that on the pivot terms in between like attackers, if you're just bringing up one of your basics and retreating, they either have single retreat or you have Pidgeot with free retreat. Yeah. So you can, you can get away without the switches being as necessary. Um, it is funny when you think about the, the celebrations Mew, which is, not quite a staple, but pretty close to one in these decks. You think of that being a card you play with like a ton of switches, right? And yep. <laughs> you're playing with one or two here, which is kind of funny, but your energy attached return is kind of superfluous in most cases. Yeah, you play a ton of them, and then more often than not, they're kind of just extra. So mm-hmm. that definitely helps. Um, what are you? How do you feel about, like, what is your stadium breakdown of choice at this point? I know at, at the start, it felt like it was like somewhere between two Mestigoza and to artisan and i think that for a lot of people it's shifted since then at least slightly where are you at with that right now yeah that's pretty much what i'm still on i've tried magma basin um over an artisan for a little bit or uh, over a mesicosa excuse me um and i found that the energy just didn't really matter that often it's yeah. it's big application was setting up radiance art earlier than you needed it 
Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Is I'm try I just started trying it, but that's because right now my list has Radiance Art and Delphox. I was just going to say, if I put the Delphox back in, I will try the Basin again, because that one is a little bit more costly to set up, especially if you were hoping to use, like, Charizard to retreat and put the Delphox up. Yeah. Um. So that would definitely be a card that I would put in. I, I, but I don't love counting on Mesagoza. Something that I found, um, and I actually don't know that I've tried cutting one of the Mesagoza since I put Jock in, so that would be the next place I go, but was that I didn't want to play more Arceus's. But I wanted to hit Arceus more often, yeah. if that makes sense. Like, I don't want to play a thicker arc line. And maybe if I play Delphox, this also changes, I guess. But because attacking with it sucks and extra copies are just free prizes for my opponent of, like, arc fee, I don't want to play more arc. Um, and I don't really want to play more arc Vs either, or uh, V stars. So finding ways to search it seemed pretty crucial to me. So I've really liked the Mesagosis for that. But, like, you know, we're back on the Lugia problem where it's like, well, do you really want this many flippy things? So on and so forth. That being said, like you would probably just play an item that said discard a stadium and play at this point. So whatever. <laughs> yeah. And if I sometimes flip right and get to search my, my V star or whatever, cause again, you're, you're asking for a lot on the turns you want to go off. Right. Like, I, I don't know. I look at these Arceus Pidgeot decks as ideally being these super consistent files. And this has kind of felt like a deck that asks for a lot for you to get set up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's where I'm at. It. Are you looking at anything else in your stadiums? The other one that I haven't put in, um, but if I do, I want to find another stadium out is the path. I think I should be playing one path to the peak. Yeah, right now, so like where I'm at right now, like literally looking at the list that I have online at the moment is two artisan, uh, one basin, because I'm trying it with those with those uh, other, mm-hmm. with the attacker, um, one path and one vacuum. So that's five stadium outs in theory, but like, the path is One like this path that doesn't count yeah yeah so um yeah so that's kind of where i'm at right now and i've i've not really missed the mesagoza like it's obviously mm-hmm. in it. but like and like but like after like your first like two turns unless, yeah like, it's not really good anymore it's just a stadium out yeah so i'd rather my stadium out not be something that could also give my opponent an out theoretically to my so like that's why i've been shifting away from it it's not even just mm-hmm. to be nature it's just because like like, I know some decks, like, after turn, like, turn two, like, finding Pokemon is, like, kind of whatever, but, like, in this one, once you're, once you're set up, you really don't really have to find, like... Yeah, you have Pidgeot. Like, like, yeah, yeah so. exactly. All these things are already doing the job for you, right? It's not that difficult to, to be where you need to be at all times. Yeah, so... I agree with that. That's where I'm at at the, at the moment. Um, yeah, other than that, I think, like, every, like everything else you said was, uh, like, kind of pretty... I don't want to say locked in because I do think there's a chance that this, this list does shift, especially once we get 151, because, like, I mean, we have another Charizard to think about that. And, like, the, the deck will probably play mm-hmm. at least slightly differently then. But, like, for right now, I feel like that's kind of where your trainers are at. And if you want to try to, like, find room for other things, you're going to be, like, making what is already kind of clunky a little clunkier. Like, mm-hmm. at least in the early game, it's clunky. So, like, after, like, I, I'm, I'm not sure how much of that I want to really introduce into the situation. Yeah, I agree with that completely. And I think like some of the things that are definitely up for debate are like the whether you want to play two damage modifiers or not. But I, I do really like the vitality band. It's interesting how yep. often 10 damage comes up with the numbers on the Charizard. It's just it is enough in so many different spots, which is pretty funny to me. I'm not um, trying to get, find the spot for the second damage mod. And uh, yeah, I'm intrigued because I, I wasn't I have not tried it. So I'm interested to see. Like I might try to actually fit it in and, and try it. Yeah, yeah. Um I guess just as a, a closing one on this, which Charmanders are you playing? 
right now the 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 what it has 68. the obsidian flames one the one that yeah. attacks for thirty okay I don't yeah. think it matters too much I think there there's two reasonable ones currently and obviously the one in one fifty one is seventy HP so we'll switch then yeah it's unfortunate that it doesn't have full full art that this one does but I don't have them on live anyway solely because I don't want to try to trick myself into keeping it at that one later but uh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah I think I would probably change that and the Pidgey when we get get one fifty one but I think right now it it's kind of is what it is yep I agree so this is slightly minor but i've I've seen like some people varying on this so i wanted to at least confirm where your head's at just for more of my own personal interest than actually covering it but i've seen some people playing more than one uh dte in these decks double turbo energy in these decks do you think that's necessary do you even like playing one or where are you at yeah i like the first copy but i I don't like additional that's that's where that's where i've ended up as well um i've tried to and every time i'm just like wow i guess I guess I can attack with Pidgeot, but like mm-hmm. yeah, you can attack with Pidgeot with Fire Energies also. Though it's not like you have to be playing um, the DT to attack with it. You can put Charizard Energies onto the Pidgeot and attack with it. It's fine. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I think you need to play the one, and I I don't hate playing two just for the upside of like setting up Radiant Sarge to attack earlier for things that like the Victini could have knocked out. Yeah. Um, but like when I'm looking at I don't want to go below nine fire energies in my experience so far either. So I don't want to cut down to eight to play it. So I'd have to play another energy card and I just don't really want to. Yeah. That's, that's kind of where I was too, is that I, I can't imagine going lower on, on the energy that I'm at right now, like the fire energy that I'm at mm-hmm. right now, but I also don't necessarily want to play 11 right now. So yeah, I think the, like the way you do like get around that, if you wanted to care about those things more is definitely to play magma basin. And I'd definitely be on board to play two magma basin before the second DT. Okay, yeah, I, I could get on board with that. Um, so let's let's move on to the other RCS Pidgeot decks. Have you have you personally tried any of them, or just kind of? I haven't. I haven't played anything else yet with yeah. uh, Arc Pidgeot. I've looked at a lot of lists, and I I think we kind of joked about it last time that we were coming to Arc Intel 2.0, and I actually think that's true. <laughs> I think so too. Um, and personally, I've really enjoyed it. I started like there's one that I, like there's a version that I think is actually really good and like and then there's let me be clear as is typically the case with rcs there's probably countless versions but i'm talking about like decks that like i've seen pop up more than once because mm-hmm. if i sat here and tried to track down every single rcs deck we, we could actually do like 10 hours of podcasting because god there's so many rcs decks that people just decide to sign up with but uh the one that i first tried because like i was like ooh, that's cool let's try it that i think is probably more of the fun one um but that i really enjoy is the meowscarada deck yeah. Uh, because it hits Charizard for weakness, which is relevant, and we'll get into some of the other graphs factors later, because they are popping up, and I don't necessarily know that any of them are actually all that good, but they sure hit Charizard for weakness. Um, but I'm a sucker for a deck with Radiant Alakazam and Metacham, and being able to, like, like manipulate your damage like that in a deck that has, like, unlimited search is just, mm-hmm. like, really interesting. There's been, like, a number of times where, like, the, the Metacham turn ends up being a four-prize, uh, back-to-back turns, which right. is obviously extremely powerful and just lets you close out games you had no business winning. Um, but you're setting up... There's just so That's much a going. great point. Following up a Metacham turn with Pidgeot in play is, like, like legitimate checkmate a lot of the time. Yeah, there was a number of times, like, like the and, like, obviously this is a more fringe deck, but it comes up, it came up the most against things like uh, um, Pao because the the 30 from the, the thing, uh, even if you have a DTE on, Plus, like your attack is just killing Team Pals. So, like, the number of times, like, you take an early knockout, 
Um, and then like they'd be like damaging your board a bunch, but you're like, I don't care. I'll like discard energy here, discard energy there, kind of like mm-hmm. uh, manipulate the damage around. And like even if you poked early with a Maelstrata and it didn't knock something out, like or like you attack with the, the the thing you're doing a lot of in this one, even though you are playing a smaller Arceus line a lot of the times, is attacking with it and just putting all of the grass energy on it because you're able to search your energy retrieval off Pidgeot and like kind of just explode through things. Um, if it yeah. sounds like I'm saying there's a lot of like gimmick to this deck, it's because there it's is. It's because there is. Yeah. Um, and like, which led me to be like, okay, I kind of like what I'm doing here, but let's, let's take out some of the nonsense and try to make this work a little bit more. Um, and then uh, uh, James Arnold posted a list and like, it, it, like it's kind of like, it, it's a concept that like has kind of been around since the set drop two weeks ago, but uh, it's literally just like a four, three RCS deck with uh, the two, two Pidgeot line. Um, and the only other attackers you're playing are Greninja and Shaman uh, mm-hmm. B. And you're relying a lot on sh- uh, Sharoning a couple times and just being thick and, and, and healing and all that stuff. So, uh, like what you expect from like when you were saying the Arc Intel deck is just swinging with Arceus, Sharoning it up, swinging with another Arceus, and just denying them prizes while uh, getting to do some, some pretty cool things. Uh, I, I mean, it's like an, it's another Iono deck. It's... Uh, you play four cross switchers because you're able to kind of search everything and like just pick apart boards. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Box of Disaster in there right now. I don't know that I love that card, but like it, it seems pretty important into certain decks. Um, this was where Poppy really popped off for me, and like just being able to like grin and John nowhere is just incredible. Yeah, <laughs> so that's I, something I really that I really liked. So in Poppy, um, for anyone who is sleeping on that one, is uh, you can move two energies on your board. So you can RCS the energies to wherever and then move them onto your Greninja so they can just come into play and attack that turn. I love that you said sleeping on it because the alternate art is literally her sleeping on a Copper Raja. So I appreciate you not intending for the pun, but nice. Nailing it anyway. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's like, like the number, like, even if like you're not doing that, if you're just able to like kind of, again, like I don't like putting the shaman down early because it is such a squishy target, but if you're able to like just put it down, poppy to it, I think you play an energy. Uh, switch as well so like you can set it up like it doesn't necessarily have to be your supporter for turn mm-hmm. but being able to kind of just get it out of nowhere without actually having to set it up um does give you some leeway in certain matchups and uh yeah as much as like i don't typically enjoy like i don't find these decks all that exciting um i think this deck's really good like some version of arc Pidgeot is really good yeah and i think this is probably a deck it's funny you got the cool ones already and i probably should do the same so that i make myself play it um yeah. This is a an area where like we always end up lacking, so we should really be responsible this time and play these decks, um, even though they're boring. <laughs> yeah, well, don't worry. I got the I ordered while I was away at a bachelor party. I'm sitting there like, okay, well, I'll get my shaman, uh, my shaman V, and I'll get my superior V star line. Um, just making myself have the things that go in an RCS deck because, um, like you said, it, it's usually a hole in our game, and even if I don't end up playing it, I'll be more likely to end up at least trying it if they look good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, they look good. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So the thing that you mentioned there, um, is something that I've noticed has been consistent. Basically every list of this deck does play a grass attacker, uh, just because the Charizard EX is so difficult to deal with for these decks. Actually, if you're playing these like two prize trade game, two prize trade games, excuse me, eventually the Charizard one shots back and is gigantic. So you have to play something in them to deal with it. Um, has the Shaman in the, I've seen a couple of different things. The Shaman, I've seen Superior. Um, Mouse like you mentioned. I saw Spite Ops, actually, which is interesting. Oh, I haven't seen Spite Ops yet. That's cool. I've seen Leafy on V-Star. Yeah, Leafy on V-Star was the other one. There you go. Um, 
all of these seem fine. Are you excited about any of them? I guess I, I like normally the V stars are really just being their attacks for the most part. So as much as I do like having the ability to use the Leafy on V star, these decks are really relying on star birth most of the time. So I don't think you're going to get to use it. Yeah, I've I've yet to. Tr- I don't have like oddly enough, I don't have Leafy on. I mean, like, the V stars understandable to not have on uh, live because it's only a promo. Or I guess like it's also a um like it's in one of the what's what's the crowns even didn't hit me didn't pack any so I've not used credits on on the Leafeon V stars yet I, I have to at some point so I've not tried that yet at all uh, I have not tried Superior yet because I've not played like that's typically seen more in uh, Arctina mm-hmm. and I've not played Arctina yet I've been mostly focusing on the Arctigiot for now um, but yeah I, like that one actually I, I think in terms of just overall application going forward i think that one intrigues me the most the superior yeah because i like that you're able to use it and then move your energy so that like mm-hmm. put them where they need to be yeah because like that way you're giving them like another way that like oh well if you're going to like it sucks obviously that like you're probably clearing that off and if they boss something up you're left with a, an empty superior but like if they're not you're forcing them to have the boss and also be able to deal with one of the other attackers and then like kind of put them in a weird situation so I mean, I'm I'm intrigued by that one a lot. Uh, well, it's funny because as you like, you kind of like it, it works itself out if you were to play it in one of these populists where you move the energies off of it, and if they don't, don't deal with it, you can pop you back onto it, right? Like you search poppy and it's still able to attack or whatever. So there's definitely some like interesting angles there, and just being able to spread your energies around to enable stuff like that, I think, is really cute. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm I, I've already alluded to it, but like it's not just because of like the the nonsense of, of that Greninja play. Uh, I, I think Poppy's actually extremely good in decks like yeah. this. Uh, and I think that it's really worth, like, I, I immediately ordered one because I think it's absolutely worth considering. Yeah, yeah uh, that, card's, that card's definitely good. It's funny, we talked about it in the, the set preview, and I was like, yeah, eventually there will be something that wants to do this. Immediately there was something that wants to do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did I, not well, see I, that like, coming. Yeah, I didn't... I, I was just really underestimating, like... And again, I think it's because, like, even when I was seeing initial lists, I was looking at, like, the Japanese list that also had 151 in it, so I was over... Like, they didn't even try to do these grass stackers. And I don't even know that that's necessarily right, mind you, because, like, that that other... The Charizard DX that we get in there, it doesn't matter that it, it's hitting yeah, you for fire weakness, because it just hits for, like, 300, so it doesn't actually yeah. matter that it's hitting you for weakness. So, um, I don't know. I think some of these are, are, are still going to be worth considering. But, uh, yeah, I think Poppy, like, it, the between the like being able to power up these attackers, you don't want to just leave out there for the bomb plus the Greninja. It immediately found itself a spot. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, card's very good. And I'm getting the spite ops now, and that's actually better than I thought it was. Like, I mean, it's mm-hmm. not like amazing or anything, but like, like I'm j- I've just been unimpressed with um Shaman because like it, it, like if I want my gra- like if I want one of these things to be an answer to Charizard. I don't want to have to wait until like the last two turns of the game for it to be an answer because like I want to be able to like if I'm hitting something for weakness or I'm like trying to like actually counter the deck, I don't want to like hope that everything went right in the early game and then it just closed out the game. Like I like, guess isn't like a drappy on situation to take the final prizes in you to avoid uh getting Roxanne. Like I want this to actually be something that I have a game plan throughout the game. And if I'm just sitting there like poking perennially with uh Arceus and hoping you're not able to eventually like bomb me, then I want something that's a little bit more reliable. Like the shaman just feels somewhat unreliable. Yeah. No, the spite ops is really cool since it both one shots the Charizard and has like the natural disruptive element of the card. You know, yeah. even just like making Pidgeot not free retreat is is real. 
Yeah, it certainly is. It, it, I, I'm, I did, I had not considered that, but that's actually a really cool addition because what Charizard has what two retreat naturally, right? Yeah. So it would have three with this. So yeah, that's enough. Yeah, that's 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 interesting. I I, I kind of like that. And it is like yeah, efficient. I, it is only like the the two energy to attack, so that's actually not that bad. Yeah, I mean, it has the problem that like you can't arc to it, so you're talking about setting up like a, a combo or um you know, powering it up over multiple turns, but still, I mean, there's, there's something there and we've been singing Poppy's praises. So there's another thing you can just poppy too. Yep. Poppy it on over Poppy. There we go. So yeah, I really like these Arcpigeot decks. I think that it's a really nice deck build. And as opposed to like Arcpigeot Charizard, you have a lot of space to play with your techs and your different like combo lines and things like that. So you can get really creative with those, which I, I love. Yeah, I, I do too. That's, that's yeah. I it's it's while we haven't necessarily I while we haven't necessarily liked these decks, I do actually think that if we had played more because I got like, some of this is just pandemic and we were easing back into it, but if we had played more during the Arc Compelling days, while we would have found found it boring, I think we would have also found it like we'd forced ourselves to play it, found it rewarding because you are able to kinda of like manipulate the game state so much. Yeah. I, I think that like we didn't give enough credit for how actually intriguing that deck was. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the bigger problem with that deck, it, it felt like you weren't really searching anything that did anything either, if that makes sense. You were just, yeah, and I think you, you are were just now. tutoring for the sake of tutoring, and I, I think this deck is doing a lot more relevant yeah. searching. For sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's well positioned to have answers to everything. I, I think that it's it's really nice deck. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I'm, I'm a big I'm a big fan of where it's at right now. Um, and then like other decks are like also starting to incorporate these like these these other attackers. Like even if it's not an Arceus deck, uh, like I said, lost some of the, like the, the the stone lost box decks that we like last format. Uh, it's really easy. As much as I just said, I don't love Shaman. I, I actually it's fine in there because you are able to get to the end game a little bit better by picking things off or setting things up or stuff like that. It's not like you're sacrificing two prizes every time they attack you. So. Um, I actually think Shaman's better positioned in like a Lost Zone deck. Um, Lost Tina is, or sorry, yeah, Lost Tina is um, usually playing either a Superior or a Shaman or things like that. Um, so it's really like the Leafeon line in that deck. I like the uh, the Gust. Yeah, yeah, because you don't or always just the Leafeon ability. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting, and I I don't think I necessarily agree with some people who think that Ar- Arceus is, or oh, sorry, that uh, Giratina is the best deck in the format, but like. I, yes. I I can understand it more this format than last. I because I definitely did not agree with it last format, but to like to the argument that it can also play the counters to Charizard the best p- potentially, um, while also kind of having the same matchup spread that it did before and you likely coming down in play. Like but yeah, so that'll we're we're gonna kinda come back next week and be able to collect our thoughts on this. Um I think this gives us a little bit of a basis for where we're at. Um and then uh, when we're back next week, we'll be able to talk about more results from Obsidian Flames and go from there. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for this week, and we will catch you next week on Ancient Wisdom.